podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Kevin Graham and welcome to the Celtic v Bayer Leverkusen live full-time reaction. Um, a tough night for Celtic at Celtic Park in match day two of the Europa League. We've come up against a quality opposition there, eh? but that doesn't. We, we can't have any excuses for the, the the naivety and the simple mistakes that they've made over the ninety minutes, and that's both defending and also attacking as well because. In all intents and purposes, we did have chances to actually score and maybe get back into the game right at the start of the second half, but that didn't happen. For me, this encompasses where we are as a football club. Um, we can see what Postacoglu's trying to do, and it's extremely clear that he hasn't got the players, especially in the midfield area, to actually do what he wants to do. Um, there's some positives tonight. I think the chances we created getting McGregor back Kyogo adds a different dimension. Jota as well uh, looks impressive. But then when you actually couple that, the things that have got bows tied on them are like the mentality of the team, the lack of character in the team. There's too many mistakes. There's naivety in that side. We need to try and move forward. We need to try to be positive. We've got a massive game on Sunday against Aberdeen. Lawrence. How do you think tonight's runaround will actually will actually affect us on Sunday? But for first things first, what's your summing up of the game tonight? Then move on to Sunday. We, you said something that we don't have the players to play that system. Listen, I could put a better. There's a better midfield three than we started the game with. It's partly now. You know, we touched yep, it before kickoff. You know, 
Neil Payton comes on, he's, he's, you know, he's much behind, but the first thing he does is cut out attack and then makes 20, 25 yards for the ball once a throw in, 15 yards into their, their half. We had to be more solid defensively. You can't play Roger can tumble. You're giving up the midfield when you don't have the ball. Uh, I mean, t- tumbles do a wee rest. Somebody said it was 45 games in a row for something. <laughs> for me, it's probably, uh, I don't know, 40 too many, but he's, he's, he's definitely needing a rest. Uh, whether Rodgers ever going to be a 90-minute player, who knows, but listen, McCarthy's a cracking option to have, so is Beaton, so is McGregor. I think that could be a cracking midfield three for us, give us, you know, as good going forward as, as we are, you know, or sorry, as good with, with the ball as we are without it with, with those three. The front three, they created chances, they didn't take them, but, you know, Yota, Abad and Kuroko is going to be a handful for anyone. In the back... You know, we've lost four goals, but I thought unlucky with the penalty. You know, the defence really really helped out with what was in front of them. Yeah, you know, they were just left too exposed. Hearts had a few big saves as well on that. Same we've lost four, but uh, I think for Sunday to take the positives, you know, we're still creating even if we weren't taking. And you've got some some players back, and hopefully, Ange looks at that and goes, you know what, Turnbull and Roger. Maybe it's time for a change of midfield. Maybe I'm not going to play the two of Lauren, before I come to you, I'm going to bring up a, a comment by Alton Glow. Very balanced from the German TV pundits. They don't like Anne's inability to change. Our defending is very poor, according to them. But they also conceded that was a game of fine margins in the end. Now, on paper, it's a 4 nothing defeat at home which is always hard to swallow. It's a bitter, it's a bitterest pill that you need to swallow a hefty defeat at home, Laura. I says to my dad, I didn't think Cameron Vickers and Starfield had a poor game. It was the structure in front of them that let them down. What's your thoughts on that? The, the only the only way in which I would say that the defence had a poor game was more to do with, I, I thought they were far too open in the first half, but the second half, they were much better. In both halves, I think that their distribution was poor. They did give a lot of, way, a lot of possession away, but I think, like you say, that was more to do with the fact that they were having a lack of options from the midfield and the forward players of where to put the ball. So, yeah, although it's although it's a high score, a heavy defeat on paper, um, far from either of their worst performances, I thought. And to be honest, you know, I, I get looking back on what we did at half time that it might have come across very negative. But to be honest. Had we had a full ninety minutes performing the way we did in the second half, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt as bad about the performance overall. I thought we were much more contained, much more controlled in the second half. I thought we were unlucky to concede the penalty. The first half we looked as if we were about to ship an absolute barrel load. That definitely wasn't the case in the second half, and I think we just looked a little bit more streetwise in the second half than we had done in the first half a little less naive um, but I think still it came down to in the end Ange didn't change shape until very near the end and I feared that that would be the case and I think that was probably yeah. the main reason we lost tonight uh, what, what I'm, going to, I'm going to go into Russell here to get his overall thoughts on the game uh, 
at the moment. What a one thing I would say there, Lauren, something that Lawrence has picked up on as well. You brought on Beat on and, and McCarthy, and right away, as you say, they gave us a bit of energy, a bit of legs, a bit of dig in the middle of that park. I didn't really see a change of formation, but then again, I didn't see changes of formation. I just, I just see the game moving about. I just thought, and kept it to a 4-3-3, four, four, but they guys came in and done a better job than the two that are placed in the middle of the park, Russell. It's too late. It's too late. There's the two guys that should be there. It's You're making decisions when you're already... The game's done. And I, I get... I know what Laura means. She's saying look more streetwise. I've got to go back to the Betis game and I've got to look at tonight and go, we look better once teams have beaten us and they take their foot off the gas. We're easy to beat and then it's easy to conserve energy. And they'll be thinking, we worry about Aberdeen on Sunday. I would love to know what opposition Leverkusen have this weekend? Because I bet you it is far more difficult than what we've got. So perhaps whilst we focus on Celtic all the time, and that's our job, the opposition we're playing get the job done early and they then are conserving their energy to not have to like keep being on the front foot in the second half. Makes Might make us look a wee bit better, but they don't care about that. In fact, they're absorbing the wins with the fourth goal in the end anyway. Talking about the defence... Our best player tonight for me was Joe Hart. Read into that what you will. Ah, but you, you want your goalkeeper to have a decent game. And that's what he goalkeepers are there. Goal uh, 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 <laughs> he still can, it's conceded four goals, but against a team of the quality of Leverkusen, you, expect, you, you do expect your goalkeeper to be worked at actual, at actual times. Maybe not as much as what we wanted. <laughs> Maybe not as much as what he actually was. But... Yeah. But... but he made the saves that we want a, goal, a goalkeeper to make. When you, when you flash back, like, Kev, you flash back to two years ago. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but you no, flash no, back. No, sorry, mate. But like two years ago, when Fraser Foster had a great game, we got something from the game. Joe Hart's having great games now, and we're getting scalped four 0 at home. I feel there's a difference there, in my can, opinion. Can I, can I just jump in on that point, though? I, I would say to 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 put some praise on the team I thought we made their goalkeeper work tonight I thought he had to pull off some pretty decent saves yeah. at times you've got the Kyogo chance in the first half where he was on the spin you've mm-hmm. got the Starfelt half volley in the first half um, you've got the header that Kyogo missed the rebound from you know there was three or four golden chances and again that does come down to us as a team failing to take our chances but at the end of the day, sometimes the goalkeeper makes great saves, and I did. I do think we we did make them work. So yes, that's the difference between a good team and a not so good team. That they've ended up with four goals, and we we've ended up with zero. But you know, we weren't lacking in chances, even if our even if our you know ability to take them was was poor. Uh, what that was the ability to take them was poor. I mean, we've started this game. I mean, I really wanted to see a, a bit of fight and character in the team, and unfortunately, I never saw that. And that's probably the most disappointing aspect of the evening for me. Is once again we go a goal down, and basically that's it. Game over. Game's done. As soon as as soon as we lose a goal, and and, and Russell's got a, a point there. Leverkusen are three nothing up. They play Bayern Munich on Sunday. Somebody just told me in the comments. <laughs> so, so, so they they have dropped down a gear, but then we've still got to react to that. We've still got to actually do a bit of that as well. 
when we where do we go next? Where do we go next? It's quite obvious that that midfield three doesn't work, Lawrence. Uh, do we change it for Sunday going to Aberdeen? We are we are we are just in our biggest rut as what Celtic are at this precise moment in time. I, I think you've definitely got to, got to change it. Listen, the players will know it's not working. You, you know, it, it's it's two luxury players in a midfield three. You know, it's hard to get two luxury players in a midfield four, but we are doing it in a three. You, you just can see them and you, you, you don't have a ball you just invite them on your, on your defence and you don't want to lose goals <laughs> you know so for me get McCarthy McGregor and I would go with Beaton and drop both Rodgick and Turnbull and uh, you know Rodgick's he's looked a lot better a lot fitter this season but he's always been a, an impact player for the bench for me uh, and Turnbull's really struggling some people say you know you can play his way back into form I'm not too sure we can afford enough points we'd drop if we keep playing him and Logic in midfield that we could you know where would it end up you know we've got Aberdeen on our own hips aren't there it's right around there so it's kind of I don't think we can afford to just keep playing and say listen we've come good Laura could this be anything that Ange gets out that game that he really needs to realise that the the midfield's failing failing his system I think if if I thought it was going to be something he would do, then I think what Russell said about it being too late, if he makes those changes earlier in the match, maybe we have a better chance. If we go into a game on Sunday or next week where the midfield is as lacklustre as Rodgers and Turnbull were tonight, I want to see Ange making those changes at a time in the match when it can still have an impact. Because... <sighs> Shoring the midfield up when you're 3-0 down and the game's gone is is useful to nobody. And uh, and like I've said before, I hold my hands up and say I was looking forward to a manager who was going to come in and play by his own rules and not answer to anybody and do what he wanted to do. But at the end of the day, you have to play the match that's in front of you and if what you're trying to do is not working, you have to do something to alter it. And I'm not saying he doesn't even particularly need to change his philosophy. He can change the shape a little bit and and still play the football he wants to play. But if he's seen massive holes in the in the in the park because of the shape he's playing, then you've got to do something about that. And listen, it's still early days for Ange. You know, we can't say that we had a total rebuild that was required and think that less than three months into the season he's going to have solved all the problems but as I've always said I will back the manager as long as I'm seeing signs of progress I'm starting those signs of progress are starting to dry up and I'm getting a little bit concerned about that I have to say I, th- I think we all do get concerned especially when we're, when we're only I think it's 7 wins in 17 games or 18 games or whatever it is Jim Hart comes in uh, and he says a Celtic state of mind, call it like it is, head not heart. This is a project for the courageous focus beyond this match. You and Martin Boy comes in. Honestly, guys, you're overreacting again. Yes, it's not nice, not nice to, to lose four goals at home, but overall we did compete and look dangerous going forward. We competed two great points here. It's, it's difficult to come in here and sit here after you've been scalped for nothing at home and try to get a a coherent positivity about, especially when you've only won seven games in 17. 
when you can sometimes when you can sometimes see solutions that are there. I want Ange, if Angie's going out, I wanted them to go out swing, swinging. But I reckon he's got to trust some of the options that he's got in the squad short term. Mm-hmm. And I think that has got to start on Sunday with an introduction of either Turnbull or Rogic not being in the starting 11, Russell. What do you reckon? I think that's one example. I think it's one example. I think Laura's right. I mean, although I'll go further than what Laura's saying, if it's not working, it's not about changing it. It's about recognising that before you set up the team. And, you know, the results aren't any good right now. It's the, I don't understand why this has to become a negative show or, you know, you know, bitching on the manager. That's really not what we're trying to do here. It's a case of going, that midfield is obvious to me, not the the, the balance and the, the blend that I would be going for as a Celtic midfield. And I also think as much as he's early in the job, there's now a body of evidence and results to back up that theory, particularly the last couple domestically, as well as the Betis one. So why why continue to start with it and then make the changes once the results actually beyond you? It doesn't add up that that philosophy. It's not about having you know the fox out for Ange. It never is, and it never will be. My my, my the way I look at it. This is a post-match show where I believe the bigger picture can be debated through a week on an hour-long show that Axon provide. But when I see comments like Axon always think like this, I think the beauty of Axon for me is the variety of opinions that are on it. It's not always, you know, and, and everyone calls it like it is from their perspective and don't necessarily agree. And I feel like I'm on one side of a fence that's not really the truth. I'm trying to highlight and signpost as we go what's, you know, bad results and saying there is always something we can do more. And I think the options that Ange used tonight, whilst it's a post-match reaction and we focus back on that, the options he used tonight were the wrong ones to actually change a game. They were, they were the they kind of maybe the changes you would have started with in the first place. You've probably got a point there that you're saying that that sort of more solidity in the middle of the park against a, a very, yep. very decent side like Leverkusen. There's no folk arguing in the comments that they're not playing Bayern Munich. So I'm just going to leave who <laughs> Leverkusen are actually playing at the weekend here. Eh? They'll be harder than Aberdeen. <laughs> more than likely, more than likely. HICS technology videos, really frustrating watching Celtic. We show mo- so much attacking verve, but we have wingers that don't come back and defend, and two number 10s in the middle who can't defend. Lawrence, I want to come back to the attacking verve, and I'm going to, if we put our minds back to that first 20 minutes where we go, oh yes, we could have been in a game here. Eh? We showed mere verve in that twenty minutes, and what we've done in the last three games, and I'm even including the, I'm, I'm even including the three nothing against the Wraith Rovers, and that's it. We need to keep that verve going for longer now. Eh? We need to take that to Patrodri on Sunday. Well, listen, without doubt, I mean that that front, front three looked really dangerous. McGregor looked as if he was up for it. Even Montgomery and Ramsden, I thought were doing well. Who did they see doing well even in that first 20 minutes was Roger and Turnbull? There's something <coughs> wrong with the field and it's 
it's all right asking that front three to do it again, but, but you know they need a bit of help there as well. And it's listen, I, I think if we get that front three, Kyle goes and we'll get some more minutes in him. We'll, we'll surely score uh, if we play with that kind of attacking verve. It's it's just about keeping it out on there, isn't it, and being a bit more solid. Uh, it's probably to see Kyle go back. You know, it, it looks a star. You know, another night he's got three goals. Uh, that would have still wouldn't have been enough for us to win tonight. But uh, you know, Abad is young. He's nineteen. He had a great chance, didn't he? But he just snatched at it and put, put it well wide. Uh, and you know, it just looks class. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he wants to stay, and we want we want to buy him. But I think an Aberdeen midfield of that's got Scott Brown and Lewis Ferguson in it up against Celtic midfield. If we stick with the three and the two of those three, a Turnbull and Logic, I, I, I don't see he's winning any battles in that midfield. And if we lose in the midfield, he's generally going to lose a game. I'm going to play a bit of the devil's advocate here, Laura. And so I think that was David Turnbull's 52nd or 53rd game for Celtic. And is it, are we expecting too much of David Turnbull to show the type of leadership that we're expecting him to do? Because I'll think back, would Callum McGregor showed that type of leadership that we're looking when he, when he had 50 games for Celtic? Well, uh, 50 games for Celtic on top of however many games he had for Motherwell. And what age is he? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head what age he is. 23 or something, 22, 23? 23, so he's not... 22, 23, so he's not, like, young. Young. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yes, but like for a footballer, by the time you're 22, 23, if you're not showing the qualities that you require to be a leader on the pitch, to be a game changer, I don't know that you're ever going to show it if you're not showing it at that age. I don't think we are expecting too much from. Perhaps we're expecting too much of him to, to have a real impact against somebody of Leverkusen's quality. I understand that. But there are games he's played against lesser opposition this season where he hasn't shown that. Uh, one situation tonight that I really wasn't happy with him, and I, I'm saying all this, what frustrates me about him is I'm his biggest backer in the world. I think he's so good when he's at his best. He's technically so good with the ball. He can hit a shot through the eye of a needle. He can do the same with a pass. But sometimes he just... I, I, sometimes I think he gets bullied a little bit if I'm honest and, and an example of that tonight was when he went down looking for that penalty against Frimpong who is about six inches shorter than him I just thought to myself there was so much you could have done with that situation that you didn't do and instead you went looking for the penalty now he's not the first footballer to, to go looking for a penalty and he certainly won't be the last but it just struck me as a kind of looking for the easy way out. When you look back at the Martin and Neil teams of the past and things like that, they'd have kept possession of that ball the way, in the position it was in. They'd have, Chris Sutton on commentary tonight would have bullied that other player off the ball. And I just think we're missing that in the team. And I hate saying that because I, I listen sometimes to, oh, we need a bit of bite in the midfield. We need a bit of muscle. We need a bit of this and that. And I always think that's really old-fashioned. But I do think we are a bit, what's the word, F 
fragile, so, maybe. Fragile is a very good word. I don't think we're athletic enough in the middle of the park uh, to do. It's maybe not adding bite. I sometimes think you just sometimes need the legs to go and actually make nick a ball somewhere and, and beat it. I don't think Rogic and Turnbull have actually got that. They haven't had it in the last four games. If we're, if we're looking at a small small window here, that, that Rogic has never had it in the, in the number of years. He's been at Celtic, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we are. We, we've pinned hopes on David Turnbull uh, after last season because last season was extremely dark and maybe our expectations are now beginning to level out a bit. Um, I can I can you love him? That's why I, I gave you that question. Eh? I think there's a legitimate cr- criticism that he's maybe not the right player to play the role that he's been asked to play in Angie's team. If he was playing the Rodjic position where he had less defensive responsibilities, he had more freedom, and that's why I think again the question comes up about whether him and Rogic can play in the same team. The answer is they probably can't because ideally they wouldn't be doing two different things. They'd be doing the exact same thing. So you pick one or the other. Um, and I think if he had more freedom to do what he wanted to do going forward and less this defensive responsibility and we replaced Rogic with somebody else who could do that at McCarthy or something, we would be in a much stronger position. But he's, Ange seems to be sticking with what he's doing uh, for some reason. And uh, until until he recognises what, what we're appearing to recognise, then then I don't see his improving very much. I had to check it wasn't a full moon when he brought on beating in the, uh, beat on in the midfield. I was like, what? Oh, no, that's the first time I've seen beat on in the midfield for, for a, a while. Russell, I'm going to come to you. Sean says we have a James Forrest shaped hole. Now, one of the criticism levelled at Abada and also Yota is they don't track back. That's one thing we get from James Forrest. Do you think you could get away with the two number 10s as long as Forrest was one of the front three? No. No. Because Forrest will give you some, something more defensively. Yeah, he'll give you something more defensively. But a lot of that shadowing, Kev, James Forrest isn't actually known to be putting, you know, putting in tackles. Never has been. He's got a great work ethic. But you look, I'll go back to where those fullbacks are before that second goal. No wingers in the world are going to be, I mean, we've spoke about I've seen it. No manager in the world can get results against Livingston. There's no wingers in the world that will be that defensively minded. They can cover those fullbacks when they're both in the centre circle in the first half when we're a goal down. None. So I don't hold anything against Yota and Abada's attacking instincts. I think they need to be supported more. The shape at the back, to me, should change. It should be more solid. And then allow them to breathe. But if they've got, perhaps, like you're saying, Kev, one eye on what's happening behind them because they know the fullbacks are going to be to the right as opposed to behind them, they're in, they're in troubled waters, you know. It's it's not right. And I actually think, play your strengths. Jota, to me, has been a breath of fresh air since he came in. And as I've said already, I like his attitude. Abada, to me, is a goal scorer, very much in the mould of James Forrest. And I... I you know, I can't deny, I think Abada may well get moulded into, you know, I would like him to just learn for Kyogo. So I think they've got similar uh, physicalities in terms of pace. I think they've got a similar eye for goal. 
I think Kyogo's sort of runs a bad could learn from. But bringing Forrest down at the right is not going to save that shape that we considered that second goal. In fact, it's a million, it's a million miles from the, from the reality. And again, I appreciate his options aren't brilliant. I really do. His options aren't great. And the midfield duo, though, to me, I, it could still be... It could be you could you could use a couple of different bits of personnel there, but the options aren't great. Fair enough, but whilst your options aren't great, what I've seen tonight is a style of football not suited to the players you've got, and then you need to realise: Are we playing to a manager's philosophy, or are we playing the fixture? And it's up to you to decide what one you want. And right now. It's absolutely fair if people would rather we played to the manager's philosophy and keep working at it. It's not it's not how I would look at it, but I totally get that some people would rather we just kept persevere, kept persevering to do so because it will get good in time. See for me, see for me, Russell. Well, I'll go to Lawrence with this, but for me, I fear mm-hmm. what comes next. And I've said this quite a lot of the times. I don't think the Celtic support are fully now on board with Postacoglu. I saw yep. it with my own eyes on on Sunday. You, yep. you see it tonight with thousands absolutely leaving. There's booing at the final whistle yeah. on that again. I don't think the Celtic support are fully on board, and I don't think there's apart from the European games and the games where limited capacity. Obviously, there's been thousands of empty seats at every home game. I I, I think the board could be hovering over the panic button. As the, as the, comment, the commenter says earlier, that this is for the courageous, and are we courageous enough? I said yesterday, I, Wednesday, that I don't think we've got the stomach for it. As a support, and also in the boardroom, more, more so in the boardroom, I reckon a lot of the support will have the stomach for it, but the boardroom won't have, won't have the stomach for it. Gibbs, very quickly, mate. Just want to agree with you 100% on that, just very quickly, because I know it was Lawrence's turn. But very quickly, I was trying to say this a few weeks ago. What I was trying to signpost was some of the fans that are saying we have a trans- we're allowed a transitional 12 month, I says, will be the ones that are booing, you know, in a few weeks if results don't, if they don't pick up. It's just the fickle nature of supporters. Nothing personal against the manager, nothing personal against football fans, but... We just tend to be of a fickle nature in life, you know. We want projects, but we want them now. <laughs> I, I, I understand that it's a football, it's a foot, it's a football fan's logic. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We want progress, but unless we're winning, we're not too happy with that progress. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take. Uh, look, I'm one of those who knew it was long term. Lawrence, I says on Sunday that I don't think there's an appetite for a long term rebuild. Just with what I've seen, just what not what I saw on the pitch, what I saw off the pitch. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Listen, the board probably don't have an appetite for a rebuild. I mean, the manager had to call them out to get to buy players in. The manager had to call them out to get players. The CEOs is maybe spearheading the rebuild last seventy-two days. So I'm not too sure what kind of appetite they have for the rebuild. Whether it's they don't want to spend the money, God knows, but. These are the guys that presided over this. These are the guys that, you know, get led down the garden path by anyhow. They get Ange in last minute, fail to get players in time, pick a new C- CEO, get rid of him 72 days. <laughs> you know, and 
Listen, I think that Andrew's got options there. We are looking exciting going forward. I think he could be making better use of the midfielders at the club. And, um, uh, and maybe something that has been down to injury. You know, you can't deny that nine players out, he's been unlucky, but he needs to make the best of what he's got. And I don't think he's been doing that in recent games. You know, persistently, Roger can turn, but he's just been, for me, just been absolutely crazy. Um, there have, have been options there. Even the, the boy Shaw's not even had t- 10. Has he had any time? In the league, he looked good in pre-season and he just seems to have dropped out at him. You know, there's definitely been options in it. I, I don't believe that kind of midfield way Roger Contumbo are is, is the, the best of those options. And the fact that, you know, the evidence is it hasn't been working and surely we've got to try something else and see if that does yeah. work. But I, I completely agree with you. I think there is questions over some of the decision makings and even, even though some of the decisions on the field and off the field Bay and Postacoglu you have looked at his eyes hands have been tied behind his back there but we're now seeing but look this is the fourth game in a row that we haven't won like we have we need changes there's players there who are absolutely done in they've played too much football already and it's not working for them but Laura I wanted to see the team together tonight and again I saw a weak mentality I think that I, I, I think there's different there's different forces in the clubs and the club pulling in different directions, and that's not going to be the best. That's not going to bring the best to Celtic Football Club. No, it's not. Um, uh, there's always an argument that uh, you know only people pulling in the same direction are going to get any movement, and uh, I think that's that's truly the case. If you're pulling in different directions, you're not going to move anywhere. Um, Listen, to, to go back a little bit to, to what Russell was saying in response to some of the comments, Russell and I have had discussions uh, off of the show multiple times about Ange. Russell is very much the opposite side of where I'm at as far as it's concerned. I am one of those fans who was saying we could have a transitional season. We could afford that, you know. Uh, Russell is obviously wanting us to to improve under Ange and wants Ange to succeed, but wants to do it while maintaining the winning that we've got. And I would have thought, I would have liked us to be in a a situation where there could be some middle ground as far as that's concerned. But as somebody who is so desperate for Ange to succeed and to do it the way he wants to do it. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Even I, as a massive backer of what he's doing and his philosophy and everything that he's doing, have always said... I will remain back in that as long as I'm seeing signs of progress, as long as I'm seeing players on the pitch who have bought into what he's doing, who are pulling in that direction that you're talking about and who are fully invested. Joe Hart seems fully invested. Kyogo is obviously fully invested. Jota seems fully invested. Abada seems fully invested. There are players at the club 
I think Big Cameron Vickers is fully invested as well. Cameron Vickers is fully invested as well. There are players that uh, Ralston is probably the only one. I was about to make a point where I was going to say there are players at the club who are not invested, who have not been invested in a number of the managers they've played under in the last few years. And that is where the problem lies for me. The only remaining Celtic player or two Celtic players who seem invested is McGregor and Ralston for me. Turnbull doesn't seem particularly invested in what Ange's doing. Rogic probably is, but he's so hot and cold. But there, there just seems to me to be this kind of, like you say, a kind of difference in attitude across the team, across the club, as to what direction we're going in. And I think, like the commenter said earlier, in order to be courageous, everybody's got to be courageous with you. And I don't think Ange has got a team that is as courageous as he wants them to be. And part of that, and that's not me defending him. I still no, think no. he needs to be more flexible. But I think it, it, his type of thing only works if you're fully invested and he doesn't have full investment in it. Uh, just, to, just to enhance that point, Laura, I don't think the club, there's certain members of the club that are not fully invested uh, are not courageous enough to take this forward the way that we want our football club to go. It might not be Postacoglu, but they, if Postacoglu goes sometime before the end of the season, it's like whatever happens is going to be a step back because they're not going to take a risk whatsoever. It's almost as if they've, they've had a look at Postacoglu and everybody who we interviewed on a Celtic State of Mind says his first year is going to be terrible. They all, they all warned us that says his first year is going to be bumpy as anything. And it's almost as if now a lot of everybody, everybody is now going, I'm not really under, I'm not really like sure that I'm really up for this. Yeah. We've had it's quite a difficult night. We've been beat for nothing by a very good Leverkusen side. Uh, we're in the middle of a massive rebuild. But thanks to Lawrence, Laura and Boise, always a pleasure to talk Celtic ways. And always remember, lads, thanks to everybody that's watched, comment, and uh, over 1,800 people on at the moment. Always remember, see when you wake up in the morning, eh, you're still going to be a Celtic fan. And that's the best thing in the world. Yes, come on. <laughs> days later. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. 
Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EZ to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.